What is up everyone? It's Quinn here back with another video. And a few days ago, I talked about some target monster wide receivers. Today, we're gonna be doing a similar type of video, but talking about volume monster running backs. So these are gonna be running backs. So I think have a decent shot at just commanding a ton of volume, whether that's on the ground, through the air, you know, or a combination of the two. And just like with those wide receivers, these are gonna be running backs that are going more as like mid-tier running back twos to later on. If you're drafting a running back one, a running back two, you obviously expect a Christian McCaffrey, a Bijan Robinson to be putting together a ton of volume. It's not necessarily a guarantee when you're drafting a mid-tier running back two, you know, to later on that these guys are going to command a ton of volume. So let me know your thoughts on these players down below. If you enjoy the video, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into my first guy who I do think can be a volume monster running back, and it is going to be Joe Mixon. Now, there was a point in this offseason where Mixon looked like a potential like likely cut candidate for the Bengals. But right now, if we're looking at their running back room, it seems pretty unlikely that he gets released at this point. The current running back two on their depth chart is Chase Brown, who's a uh, fifth round rookie. Now, I really like Chase Brown as like a handcuff uh, late round running back pick. But in terms of if I think the Bengals are going to be comfortable with him as the lead back, if they release Mixon, like I don't think they'd feel great about that situation. And so even though Joe Mixon was kind of underwhelming in terms of his efficiency last season, they still gave him a really solid workload. And that was with Samaj Piran behind him. You could probably argue that Chase Brown, at least that what we know of, is not really in that Samaj Piran tier as like an RB2. So with poor efficiency last year, still averaged 14.1 uh, carries per game and then 4.9 targets per game. That was the seventh highest opportunity share in the NFL for the running back position. So I don't really see a reason why Mixon can't just step in and replicate that 2022 workload again. And if you're going to be getting that type of workload, 15 carries or 14 carries, five targets a game, and you're going to be getting that type of workload on this Bengals offense, it's going to be really, really tough to disappoint for fantasy. So he's currently being drafted as the uh, running back 19 on underdog. And I feel like that price is still kind of restricted by the fact that we thought he could be released in the offseason. Maybe it made sense for them to release him. But with what we have right now, just looking at the rest of the depth on this roster, it seems like they're just going to be comfortable giving him that big time workload again, which I think is going to pay off for fantasy. And I do think he's probably a value at that uh, running back 19 price tag. Now, the next running back I'm going to be talking about here is Cam Akers, and he really flashed over the last four games of the 2022 season. He went for at least 100 scrimmage yards in all four of those. In that four-game stretch, he averaged 18.8 carries per game and then two and a half targets per game. And not only was he getting like solid volume on the ground, but he was very, very efficient with those opportunities, averaging five and a half yards per carry. Now, the receiving work, you know, I said two and a half targets per game. Definitely not crazy, but his route participation numbers were actually really solid. So in those four games, he had 50%, 82%, 46%, and 74%. In terms of route participation, I think those numbers are pretty encouraging. And now we have Cam Akers, who is now two years removed, or he's going to be two years removed from the Achilles tear heading into week one. And the fact that he was playing at a high level towards the end of last season, and then now has a full off season... Like we could now be expecting the Cam Akers that we were hoping for in 2021 before he ended up tearing that Achilles. This is a really, really weak running back room around him. Right now we have uh, Kyron Williams as the current running back two on this roster, who 
at least personally, like I don't think is overly impressive. He was a guy we were like picking up off of waivers last year just because there was like nothing going on in this uh, Rams running back room. And then if you're just looking at this offense as a whole, like they're just straight up lacking impact weapons pretty much aside from uh, Cooper Cup. So I would really not be surprised if Cam Akers continues to see a large workload uh, kind of pick up where he left off towards the end of the 2022 season. And I also think he has the potential to add on as a pass catcher. Like even though the volume wasn't great last year, we're lacking weapons, like I mentioned. And it's not like he has bricks for hands. Like he was able to catch passes in college. We expected him to catch passes before he had that Achilles tear. So if we remember, like people were very, very high on Cam Akers. We thought he was going to have this massive workload with the Rams. I think before he tore his Achilles, he was like a one-two turn guy. I think I'm remembering that correctly. So we were very, very high on him. I think we could be seeing that here potentially, right? The potential's there at his current price. I think he is uh, kind of definitely worth a dart. Now, the rest of these guys are also kind of going to be going in that same range. And the next player is going to be Rashad White. And I just talked about him in my uh, second year running back video. And I basically mentioned how it's possible the Buccaneers bring in another running back, a veteran who could kind of cut into this workload. But right now, Rashad White is looking like he could have a, a workhorse role in this Bucks offense. As a rookie, Rashad White operated as like the 1B behind Fournette's 1A in that uh, Buccaneers committee. We saw them release Lenny over the offseason, and now we're looking at competition with guys like Chase Edmonds, who was really rough last year, Keyshawn Vaughn, who's never really gotten any run on this Buccaneers offense. Like these are the guys that Rashad White is going to have to beat out if it sticks with that group. I don't really think he's going to have a uh, super tough time. Now, it's possible that the Bucks just kind of want to see what they have out of White. This is going to be a different offensive coaching staff. So sometimes that could be a negative. Maybe here they're like, all right, we're probably not going to be super competitive. Let's just give Rashad White this clear-cut running back one role, kind of see what we can get out of him. And I do think the general consensus about this Bucks offense is that you know, they're just going to be pretty terrible overall. Going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield or Trask, I mean, is definitely a big drop-off at the uh, quarterback position. And I do think they're going to be worse than they were last year offensively. But we have to remember how bad of an offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich was in this offense. Like, If you look at that group they had last year, they really underperformed. And I don't really think it's specifically like any of the players fault like Byron left which was just not setting them up for success so I think anyone you brought in as like the offensive coordinator was going to be an upgrade so I wouldn't be surprised if they're not just like you know a bottom three unit obviously that's kind of like a low bar but I feel like people are expecting them to just be like the worst of the worst I don't know if they're going to be that bad I think they're probably going to be a lot more balanced offensively Last year, we saw them uh, last in rush attempts per game and then first in pass attempts. Probably going to be trying to uh, balance that this season, which is going to be solid for Rashad White. He can catch passes, but you also want to see some solid volume on the ground. So we'll kind of have to wait and see how the rest of this offseason plays out. Do they bring in someone else? But right now, it's looking pretty good for Rashad White to have some really solid volume in this offense. Now, the next running back is going to be Alexander Madison. And at this point in the offseason, a release of Dalvin Cook seems pretty, pretty likely. And that would leave Alexander Madison as the favorite to take over as the running back one in this Vikings offense. Madison has kind of been known as the guy who gives you that running back one production when Dalvin Cook is out of the lineup. It seems like every year he's drafted as like the premier handcuff where it's like you just need a Dalvin Cook injury. And then you basically have a running back one who's elevated into your lineup. Now, I do want to point out that this is going to be a different coaching staff 
than we've seen a few years ago, right, where Madison would step in. And Dalvin Cook played all 17 games last year, so we didn't really get a run of Alexander Madison stepping in as the running back one. But even with Cook playing all those games, Madison still operated as the running back two. So I think we would expect him to be the guy to kind of take over that workload. Last year, we saw Cook have a solid role in this offense, 15 and a half carries per game, 3.3 targets, the fifth highest opportunity share in the NFL. Looking at some of the competition for Alexander Madison, you've got guys like Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride, who pretty much have little to no NFL experience. McBride's a rookie. Chandler has just not been super involved. I think he's going into his uh, second year, if not third. I think it's second, though. So these are guys who really haven't proven much of anything at the NFL level. Madison has been solid in his replacement of Dalvin Cook. So I don't think it's impossible that the Vikings just kind of hand over that workload, which I think would be pretty huge for him uh, fantasy-wise. And then the fifth and final volume monster running back is going to be a guy I've talked about a few times this offseason. It's going to be James Conner. At the price tag of running back 27, I just feel like he has a great shot at seeing a pretty huge workload for the Cardinals here. Even though he hasn't been efficient in his uh, two years with the Cardinals, they've continued to show over and over again, they have no problem force feeding him. Like it seems like people are like, oh, he hasn't performed that great. Why are they going to give him the ball again? I don't know. You know, you can disagree with it, but it keeps happening. We saw it in 2021. He had a really solid workload, especially on the ground. Then when Chase Edmonds was out, they just, I mean, force fed this man. Massive workload just gave him pretty much the entire opportunity share of the backfield. We saw it once again towards the end of the 2022 season. Once Connor got healthy over the last seven games of the season, he averaged 17.4 carries per game, 4.9 targets per game, averaged 19.8 PPR points per game. And that was in six of seven games without Kyler Murray. So like, I don't think it's crazy that he could be giving you that type of production. We're probably not expecting close to 20 points per game. You're probably hoping for 15, 16, 17, somewhere in there. But I don't think it's crazy, even with Kyler out, that he can be giving you that type of production. The current running back two on their depth chart is Keontae Ingram, who I actually like personally. Like I liked him as like a late round dart uh, last year, but he totaled 27 carries and four receptions last season. So I don't really think he's super live to kind of take over this backfield. Maybe they want to see what they have out of the younger option, but it's not like you're giving up crazy capital to draft James Conner as the running back 27. So I think he has a legit path that we can see to running back one production, and you're going to be getting him at a running back three price tag. I feel like he's like the definition of a value volume monster running back. Like he could have this massive workload and you're getting them outside the top 24 running backs, which is very, very rare. So those are going to be the five potential volume monster running backs. Joe Mixon, Cam Akers, Rashad White, Alexander Madison, and then wrapping it up with James Conner. How are we feeling about these players? Let me know down below. I will make sure to get back to you. If you enjoyed, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.